There's a new batch of fall merch now available from White Centipede Noise. Black hoodies, red earth crewnecks, and t-shirts in red, blue, pink, and camo. All printed on high quality, 100% organic Stanley Stella garments. They are now available to pre-order for the fall season at whitecentipedenoise.com. Pre-orders are open until October 7th. These will not be printed in overrun, so order now to secure your size. Hello and welcome to White Centipede Noise Podcast. I'm Oscar Brummel. I'm going to be brief. Today my guest is Stuart Skinner. A very interesting and strong mind in noise. Um, the sound drifts a bit to a, to a bad export from a crappy program I'm using, but I think it all works out in the end. Now is the time to support White Snappy Noise Podcast if you aren't already. If you act by October 7th, you can get the free gifts that I'm offering. I'll tell you about them in the closer. The support is very, very appreciated and necessary for keeping the show going. There will be no episode of the podcast next week and possibly the week thereafter, but I will be creating WCN TV content for those who support to fill those gaps, and it will be nice. So thank you all. Enjoy, Stuart. See you then. Stuart Skinner, welcome to White Centipede Noise Podcast. Hey. Thanks for joining me this morning. I really appreciate it. Sure. Nice to yeah. uh, meet you and uh, talk to you face-to-face for the first time. Yeah. Um, so your name, I think, kind of rings bells to some. But I think to many, you are probably unknown because you keep a fairly low profile. Can you tell me and the people just a little bit about who you are and what you do, generally? Uh, um, my name is Stuart Skinner. I'm from Texas. Um, I do a lot of collaborative tapes with limited runs and stuff. Um, I don't really distro anything, which is probably why nobody gets them. Um, which is part ineptitude, part financial, part, yeah, just, uh, trying to, I don't know, but just how it's always been. But uh, I do a lot of collaborative stuff with Eric Nystrand and Tom D'Angelo and a bunch of other people, but those are, you know, those are the two people, Eric and Tom. Yeah. Are the two. Yeah. Just like a lot. And they're, Fun to work with. So I, I was of course going to ask you about your collaborations, but you kind of jumped right into that. Um, why is it that you? What is it about collaboration that you really value? I can't finish stuff. I can't really finish anything. You know, I just. Um, I mean, I think for some stuff I edited earlier on, but um, 
later on, um, I just kept on asking people or like Sam from star, he was in some stuff or, um, I'll just ask people for a bunch of stuff. And I feel like, um, I don't know. It makes it easy. It makes it easier to finish. It holds me kind of accountable to get stuff out. Um, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I, it's, it, it sort of works. It helps works out some of the weaknesses of, you know, my own productivity and creativity. And plus like just, um, I don't know. They're interesting people to talk to. I like, I mean, the social aspect of that stuff is really fun. You know, I've yeah. met some of my favorite people through this stuff and it's always cool to do shit with them. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is that one of the main things that leads you to choose your collaborators or what are, what's one of the main things oh. that leads you to choose your collaborators? Well, nicer and Eric is just very cool. He's just, a, I mean, he's like a just special, strange man. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. I mean, his, I mean, the team Bora stuff was pretty much, I feel like that was one of the best noise things of the last 10 years, really. I mean, getting that stuff in the mail was the same kind of excitement as like a trash ritual kind of thing of like, holy shit, mm -hmm. like this is exactly what I want to hear and look at. And yeah, um, he does a great job with everything he does. And I just wanted to, I don't know how we, I think I found out about him in like the Fordening for damning zine. Mm -hmm. I think. And, um, through that guy, Matthias. And I, I don't re really remember how I, I don't really remember how I got a hold of the VMS elite stuff, but that stuff was just so effortless. And it's, I mean, like it sort of thing just has a natural, I, I never used the word talent in noise. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think there's anybody that has a natural advantage over someone else in this thing, but his ability to sort of conceptualize and blend things that were like, you know, I guess like, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of like Boro themes, like the arson comp. Yeah. You know, or, you must uh, be on there, right? No, I'm not. No. Eric let me down on that one. Uh, <laughs> Cause there are some names on there that I was like a lot of names I didn't recognize. And then some oh, people, no. some I did of course, but I kind of figured those. Right, kind of figure out what the, some of them are. Yeah. One of the many problems I've had with him. He didn't ask me. <laughs> no, no, he's awesome. But no, he's a, uh, but I mean, yeah, he just sort of bent, blended like bad action movies with sleaze and the weird and, um, into something that was just really, unique for the time really i think unique for the decade you know yeah so i, just I agree wanted to be i just wanted to send him stuff so i sent him earlier recordings and he's just cool i mean he's just he's sick he does sick stuff and you guys have a prog a, pr a project together uh Svang's or yeah mm -hmm. is that tom. you too and is that also thomas D'Angelo? Um, yeah yeah tom gave me source material of when the pope visited philadelphia it's uh it's pretty yeah it's i mean it's i don't, I don't know it's, it's, i wish i put that in the liner notes that is audio <laughs> of the pope visiting philadelphia <laughs> and i just ran that through 
a no in, no input signal. But like I, uh-huh. I don't really own. I do own some equipment, but I found that no input and a reverb pedal go a long way. And yeah. That's all that one was of just pressing play and stop and turning on a. It's like a radio function on the tape, and you can turn the radio on real quick. But it was, that was that was it. And then I sent it to Eric. He's like, oh, that's great. And then Eric cleaned it up, edited it, added his texture and hum and stuff like that, and made it more cohesive. Cool. Yeah. I love that band. I'm very yeah. proud of the band. It's great. Yeah. Is that how you usually work because i kind of had the i kind of had the impression that you were kind of the organizer and we're doing the, the final mix on a lot of things but you say you sometimes. can't finish anything are yeah. you are you sometimes letting other per- people do the final mix or the final edit yeah um eric has his hand in a lot of stuff for the gift of music you know i'm you know full disclosure i'm you know he for a lot of them i would say hey you know i want to do something of like a guy crucified on the music sync, you know, for the, you ever see the canine cognition lab tape? You ever see that one? Yeah, I, I, I have, I, I'm, I can, I can't remember anyone crucified on it, but yeah. What? You do your research for this? I'm thinking of the, 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 the kind of circuit board thing. With the, yeah, the there's a guy it. crucified on the, it's from, so I sent him that image. It's a guy being crucified. I said, oh, you should put him on the music staff, the treble clef or whatever. And oh, he yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like, I'll send him images and instructions, and he'll sometimes, and all the time, but he'll slap them together. Because yeah. I just have no, I can't finish stuff. I can conceptualize stuff, but I can't finish things. You know, cool. I've got a lot going on, kind of. <laughs> and, so, and sometimes, <laughs> you know, creative efforts just don't. You can get other people to do stuff. That's fine with me. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Big fan of that guy. What about, also, um, so you just said, uh, you just mentioned the label. Uh, tell me about the label you have, the labels you have. Oh, okay. Uh, the gift music. I don't know when I, I think 2018 or 2019. No, I think earlier than that. 2018, 17, maybe 16. It started out as just sort of like this, was always thought as a funny name, and um, that mostly specializes in harsh noise. With sometimes the Melkings tapes are all very crude, home mm-hmm. taper kind of stuff. Um, with this guy, Jim, Jim Strong and Tom, that's probably the least violent sounding stuff. And then, uh, I don't know, I'll have to, let me look at it. Oh, the We Are One label with Tom? Yeah, We Are One. Yeah, that's, well, so Alan Mozek, uh, Mozek of Vitrine was going to do a Steve McCaffrey CD. It didn't, just, just didn't, he wasn't able to get it done. And then I messaged him and messaged Steve McCaffrey and messaged Tom, you know, harassed everybody into doing this thing. And so that was, you know, I mean, that's a really good CD. I need to send that to people. I still have a ton of copies because it came out during COVID and yeah. I send stuff. I'll send you, you some, and I need to send Sadahatu or that guy mail too. Yeah. I have a lot of people. Yeah. Mail. yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. Was that what, why'd you say? Yeah. No, 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 go, go on, go on, go on, go on. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but that's, you know, sound like the, that was it. The, this, have you heard Steve McCaffrey's stuff? No, no, no. 
Yeah. Well, the CDs, him and like a lot, there's a lot of stuff with electronics and I think tape in it. And a lot of sound poetry, especially stuff from Canada, is like way too goofy. Like it's just mm-hmm. too, it's not my thing, you know, it's just not my mm-hmm. thing. But McCaffrey does a pretty good job and he will use like electronics and tape and things like that. It's from like the 60s to now. It's a full. Wow. Yeah, I think late 60s, it might be early 70s, but it's from then till now. It's really good. It's, I think it's one of the best things I've heard from that, you know, from, you know, in general. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, cool. And then the fall 2019 tape, that was me. I forgot to print, like, my name and stuff on it. And I was so happy with it that I wanted to put my name on it, but didn't do that. You know, couldn't finish it. So I just put it This is the untitled one? Yeah. With the, with the, the, the skeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that wasn't intentional? What? To have it be untouched? To, to have not have your name on it? It was, and then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's so good. Oh, whatever. It's done. Just here you go. I meant to yeah. print like a little card with my stuff on it, like a business card or something. But there we go. This episode of White Centipede Noise Podcast is brought to you by Sinkhole Entertainment. Sinkhole Entertainment presents Spate, Dog Mono Album, a follow-up to 2021's Neuter Disc on the Robert Fuchs label. Dog Mono is a poetry of body sonics and binary cognitive diminishment, music brightly colored in its edge and slant-wise motion. Misguided ego dissolution joins an attitude of aggrandizement, all along a side street whilst at times a common structure is rendered unlikely. We cast a shadow on clarity. A phlegmatic album for which harsh is the metaphor through. Digipack CD with booklet. Find it at sinkholeentertainment.bigcartel.com or in a distro near you.
So you mentioned like you you like well you mentioned that a lot of it's limited runs, um, and you kind of mentioned that it's oftentimes due to economics or just like logistics. But are there other reasons that you choose to keep things very limited or or small? I don't know. I mean, I think it's important to have some antisocial grit. You know, it's not you know, especially in, in America where. Everybody tries to be this big, happy family and noise. You got to have some antisocial grit to this stuff. And I'm, you know, I don't have a, I don't know. You got to be a little, not nasty, but you got to, you know, you got to have some anti, you know, some antisocial grit to stuff, I think. And, you know, I don't distro. I just mail the people that did the, I just mail whoever did the tapes. I just give them all of them and I keep one. And then, so that's really their fault, not mine. <laughs> I, I like that you say that though, because most people don't don't admit that everyone either does that and they say, "Oh, well, you know, it's just how many people I think are interested or whatever." It's like it's bullshit. People want to have that. Anti-social grid is important. Yeah, you gotta, least, I mean, it's, a, it's an aspect of it. it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I not for everyone. Not for everyone. I mean, I got into noise because of antisocial reasons and you know not taking care of myself so now i'm you know so that's how the tapes ended up coming out there you go how did you get into noise uh okay how long have you been doing this because you you contacted me actually many many years ago before i knew any of your before i think well maybe you had already released some stuff but i hadn't i I just recently, recently kind of connected your name with, uh, with, with like contact me with being in contact, like very, very long ago. Yes. And did we were, and did so reply? I did, I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then you never replied. See. Okay. So tell me about how you got into noise, and that's, into that's a classic question, but how did you get into it, and tell me like what that process was like in your earlier works and stuff like that. Uh, man, I was, I was thinking about that, that how did I get into this stuff. I think I heard, like when I started getting into this stuff, I guess like, I mean, I like, like, like swans and big black mm -hmm. and stuff, and then all those Susan Lawley reissues came out around 2006, seven, eight, and, you know, looking for things that were, you know, had more antisocial grit or, you know, violent imagery or psychosexual themes. Yeah. That was what came next. And I mean, it was that and like Skullflower and I really liked the skaters for a long, mm -hmm. like, I still like the skaters. I'm not going to be listening to the skaters, you know, but I like them a lot. I don't draw on skaters sure. directly, but you know, that stuff's good. And so, I mean, those yeah. guys definitely escaped music, you know, through their recordings. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that was it. And then met, you know, some, some people that were more interested, that knew more than me. And they sort of, they groomed me, they groomed me into being, <laughs> this person. Yeah. What was your life like at that time? When? In 2007? Yeah. A young man? I was, yeah. um, 
That's, I don't know. Just like any other young man at that age, receptive to music, trying to find the next, you know. You ever watch interviews of like old fat metal guys? You ever watch like metal, death metal, crappy death metal? Okay. They're always saying like, man, it started out as, you know, Pantera and I was just looking for the next nasty thing. Next high. Yeah. So yeah, it's chasing the next high. It's chasing the dragon. Yeah. Boys. And then, you know, what was I like? I was, yeah, you know, they're just like everybody else's in their, like, their early 20s. 20s. Kind yeah. of dumb. But, you know, passionate about music and, um, yeah. Yeah. Noise and power electronics. Old how, you, how did you pro- old noise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old noise. How, like how, okay, I'm young. Sorry. Oh, so I can tell you. It's saying like stuff from like the eight, like not like, not like um, I don't know, not like Tesco, electronics. Yeah. Older, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Um. How how has your personal life and whatever is going on in your personal life affected your output throughout the throughout the years? Has that had or like or like your activities? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, gotta be a little guarded about that question, you know. Just sure. Want my manager to Google me, you know, Google me yeah. to find out. But um, <laughs> well, I don't. What, what was what was how does noise affect personal life? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, that too. How does the noise affect your personal life, and how does your personal life know, affect I, I, your I, noise output or activities? You know, I'm from Texas. I grew up in a Baptist family, and you know, lots of church, and um, you know, I've got all sorts of, you know, if you're wondering, you know, I've got all sorts of health issues that really fucked up my sense of self, and. Um, hmm. You know, if you are looking for things that feel as bad as you, you know, you can find them in noise and power electronics. And so that's how I got it. And so it definitely, uh, it, you know, like I, I don't know, I love sketchy tapes and now not so much, you know, but, um, you know, I was looking for stuff that just was, you know, felt the way I felt or looked the way I felt mostly looked the way I felt. You know, I like the way sure. all that, you know, a lot of that stuff looks. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it. noise is, is, do you think noise is inherently subversive or transgressive in its sound? Not necessarily in its, in its, in its aesthetics or whatever, but like the sound itself as music. I think, I think it's about, you know, I think maybe, I mean, I wasn't around for anything that I really, really liked. So this is kind of a poser outlook on, you know, stuff, but like, um, you know, a lot of stuff that I like, there is this aura to it of people trying to escape music. And so I think maybe that has something to do with also escaping the uh, social norms of music. Um, and I think that's, I mean, that's, I don't know, like whether it's new blockaders or whatever from the broken flag discography. I feel like a lot of that stuff was teenagers and young people trying to escape music and escape, you know, punk and crap too. 
I'm sure they listened to a ton yeah. of music at that point too, and realized they weren't, you know, the people are going to listen to crappy stuff too. But I think they were trying to, I feel like that was the thing, trying to escape music. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's still being attempted by some people? I don't know. I think, I, I don't know. I feel like everything is over the last two years, you know, since COVID, you know, I hate to bring up COVID. It's such a kind of boring thing, but it's like, um, I don't know where things are at now. I don't know where yeah. anything, you know, I mean, sometimes I'll look at interviews or read things. And it's like, Oh, it's, this is 1990 something. Oh, this is 2000 something. This doesn't apply anymore. You know? Sure. So I don't know. It's true. It's true. It's, it's true to see where we are. Is it? Yeah. I was listening to, you ever listen to Cluster? Early Cluster? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm familiar, but I'm not, I've never really listened to that okay. heavily. I'll send you some Cluster YouTube links. That stuff, those guys were escaping. Cool. Music, too. That's, yeah. And it's like seven. What does that mean to you? I don't know. I think music has this sort of, uh, aura, you know, music has an aura to it. It has a, you know, it's a symbol too of, you know, society of, you know, the culture it's from all that, you know, I'm not an anthropologist or anything like that, but it's, it's sort of a symbol, you know, it has symbols of people in the world. And so I think if you're trying to escape that, you know, you can, sometimes you have to create a vacuum of non-music and you can, you can get away from things like that. It's not an escapist thing, but it's, it's a, it's a fight, you know, it's like a, you know, it's like a fight to escape. It. Yeah. 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 I, it's like a, yeah. A fight to elevator or yeah. Or even, or just, or yeah. yeah, that's how I feel. Though. Yeah. Is there a certain mindset that you think is required for making interesting noise or other characteristics in a person? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think you have, I'm not, a, I'm no, I'm no authority to say what kind of person has to make this stuff. No one is, you know, do what you want to do. No, but I mean, what, but like what, or what kind of, what kind of minds make the music? What kind, of, what kind of a character, what kind of mind or characteristic do you yeah. think is like behind, I mean, I guess maybe you've, you've said it already with people who are trying, attempting to escape music, but kind of like on a greater, on a wider sense, what kind of mindset that is or what mm -hmm. kind of person that is. I don't know. There's, there's all sorts of people that make this stuff. There's functional and dysfunctional people, mean and nice people, healthy and unhealthy people that make it. Um, I think in order to do it like in a cassette culture way, I think you have to be able to have a visual mind for the art. It's sort of a interdisciplinary practice. You know, you can, you don't get to do one or the other. Like there's, you know, you, you have to no. commit to an image or images or aesthetic in some way and, um, tie that to the sound, you know? Um, I think if you're able to do that, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, that's, that's, that's all that matters is, you know, in cassette culture, at least it's just the final product, you know, mm -hmm. but you got to do both. You gotta, I don't like, 
know, I don't own much music, but I do know that, you know, the stuff I have looks and sounds good. Half of, half of sounding good is looking good. You know, it goes for everything in life. You gotta look good to feel good. You know? It's true. Oh, it looks so good. It's true. <laughs> Make love good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, James Brown. Am I making you uncomfortable? You look a little red. No, no, no. Okay. No, that's, 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 I think James Brown said <laughs> that's that. That's my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> my shirt. Um, what do you, th- uh, what do you think about the, the phenomenon of like a scene or also this concept of community within noise, like that those two terms get used a lot. And I think they mean kind of different things. Um, and there are people who kind of reject both of them or, you know, uh, ascribe to one or the other or see them as the same. What, what's your feeling on like a scene of noise people or a community of noise people. And if that's positive or negative and what it, its effect can have and how you, how you fit into it. Oh, well, I mean, I'm, geographically isolated here in Texas. There's some, I mean, obviously, you know, Texas is a staple of American noise, you know, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. There's nothing happening right now, you know, down here. There's no shows, which is fine by me. You know, I don't really know of anyone that's like, damn, I want to know what that guy's doing down here. Other than Shane, mm-hmm. Shane English, I'll always mm-hmm. curious to see what that guy's doing. Um, I don't know, man. Like uh, scene, community, individual. Where do people fit in? I'm trying to think. Do you think this? Do you think this kind of like uh, community aspect or or sharing kind of like trading sucks? Ideas and supporting. And see, that's the thing. It's, it's like, like, supporting each other, like like mentally or or artistically. You think that that has a positive or negative effect? On the art, on the quality of the art. I don't know. I mean, it's like I said, like there's gotta be in order for me to be like, Oh, I want to know. I don't know. I think there has to just be some antisocial grit. There has to be some level of, you know, I think, you know, in my mind, too much community is tied into careerism. And that's something that I'm not interested in. Like even doing this, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't mean that as a diss. I mean, that as no, like, I get that. This. But it's yeah. like, uh, oh, I forgot what it's saying. I mean, there's got to just be some antisocial group to this stuff or else it just kind of gets tied into careerism and like too much touring and too much shows and too much pro-social kind of stuff that like, you know, this, you know, this isn't, you know, punk, you know, or some like, you know, you don't have to do that. You know? This is about, you know, sometimes it's about... I don't know, like uh, being withdrawn. That's where the intensity of the music comes from, where the sound can come from. Being withdrawn. You know, yeah. Hermits. I think hermetic, like, in, you know, living under a rock can be a good thing. You know? Yeah. Create a vacuum for yourself and for your, your work and say, screw everything else and live your life. You know? Do you think there are some other, like, essential elements of noise that are underutilized or underexplored, like in terms of, yeah, dude, it's so easy. Like this, it's so noise is so easy. Antisocialness or, oh, sorry, say it again. 
Oh, go ahead. I finish. I just in terms of like glossed over or missed essential parts of what this is all about for you that that don't get the right attention. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's like I was saying. I think noise is pretty easy to do, um, and so I think a lot of people are now doing it. You know, a lot of people circuit you know twenty fourteen made noise their life's calling. A lot of crap came out of it, but it's like, um, uh, it's really, uh, I don't know. I was listening. Okay. So I was listening to, so I've been listening to more noise recently and I listened to the human skin lanterns tape Mm -hmm. and there's breathing in a lot of taint stuff and a lot of macro stuff and in crack, crack, uh, crack steel stuff. There's lots of breathing. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking like, you know, that's, it's actually a creative. It's such an easy fucking thing to do, but it's, it really distinguishes things. You know, like people don't use vocals and stuff. People don't, you know, people spurn electric guitars, you know, I think, I, I don't know. So what's missing? I don't Why know. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Noise is for prudes and rules. You know what I mean? We gotta have, we gotta have these, like, there's like these new, um, I guess like status quos that um, yeah. I see in aesthetic and in sound. And, you know, that's just, that's their interpretation of it and just not what I'm all about right now. You know, that's it. Do you make an effort to break those? I think, so. yeah, humor. Humor, you got it. Like, I mean, like, I love, like, Violent Unsengation, that shit's so mm-hmm. stupid and funny and out of touch. Like, all those ideas are barely funny. Like, they're not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not rolling over laughing. But it's like, it's just this barely funny idea that is extremely bizarre. Like a Japanese take on Americana. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's... Uh, humor can, you know, you can get away with a lot if you're funny. And I think humor is a big part of everything in my life, you know, especially with noise, you know, there's, there's not a lot of, there's plenty of funny people out there, but they don't really reflect that. There's such a self serious kind of thing right now. That's a bummer to look at, you know, like, (laughs) that's just, yeah, there's so much self seriousness. And I, I just, I don't know. It's an observation. That's that's true. And, and I mean, I think what you said about breathing is very interesting. And I kind of, I talked about this a little bit with, um, uh, Dean from Robert folks is that when I, like when I started doing noise and like kind of just experimenting with what I kind of thought were the basic gear elements that I could use that people use, I was doing a lot of other, I was doing a lot of weird things like, like breathing or like mouth noises and like stuff like that. And yeah. I think for some reason, at some point, I kind of like, yeah, learned that it wasn't cool, or that other people weren't really doing this, yeah, and that's kind of, close. and I kind of, I really, I really restricted myself at some point. Yeah, that's natural. To like yeah. just doing okay, white 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 noise generator and some pedals, and like like uh, you do these things and you don't do other things. You know, like that yeah. happened for a while, and you know, eventually, eventually, it came, it, I came out of that. But I mean, that was a kind of a a strict reduction of what I was originally like getting in touch with in terms of like noise 
to being yeah. like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. And I mean, I it happens a lot. It, yeah. Everybody, everybody does that. Any creative will will lead you to the rules, you know, or the status, not the rules, but the status quo, you know? Right. But, you know, on the subject of weird noise, I mean, like vanilla, like you ever, like you, have you heard the, the first six, six, six volt battery noise tape. That's like, if you put that out now, people would be like, "Mm, I don't know about that. You know, like, why is there no texture? (laughs) It's like, there's so much you can do and there's so much narrative and movement and conceptualization to that tape that, um, even stuff that might not sound like status quo, good noise or whatever by today's standards, you can get away with that if you're, you know, you know how to deliver the sound through image and conceptualization through titles. Absolutely. You know, yeah, all that, I mean, you know, the vanilla stuff, you know, and if you, if you can, whenever you get that translator, Teshima should interview him. That'd be cool. But, um, that'd be great. That would be cool. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that stuff, that. that stuff, like, I mean, there's plenty of stuff on there that, you know, um, it's funny and strange and weird looking and, you know, it doesn't have people doesn't have like, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't feel status quo. You know, it just feels like, right. There were no rules. People were re- literally just doing what looked bad in some ways, you know, <laughs> but I mean, that's the other thing is like, I feel like before vanilla, like if I look at images and stuff, there's um, all the black and white Xerox stuff. I feel like the Japanese, made it this very, um, I don't know, like a, not a serious art, but a sort of like a fully conceptualized kind of like, you know, gross tapes or MSBR, like some of that stuff, like the way it yeah. looks. So if it's not ugly, you know, it, I mean, even in the uglier stuff, you know, I forget where I was going, but it, there's no rules to that stuff. There's no status quo to that stuff. It's very pure, you know, very badass. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you also the, reminded me just now of something interesting. You you wrote me once. I think you asked me like we were talking, and you asked me like for recommendations of non-textural based yeah. noise, and that's very interesting to me. That 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 kind of blew my mind a little bit because it was like I kind of felt like okay, I've kind of analyzed noise to the point at least where I can like the noise that I really like and what it's all about. I'm like, it's about texture. Yeah. Like harsh noise that I like. It's about texture. And then you were like, what's some good non-textural based noise. And that was kind of like, Whoa, that's a crazy thought. And so what, can you elaborate on that a bit? Like what, what do you think that, what is there? What are some of the elements of noise like outside of texture that you really find fascinating? Like projects and bands and stuff. Well, no, no, no. Oh. Like, like, like elements of sound, if you can. Oh, whoa. Um, or elements of of or concepts or ideas. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm a list person, so I'll just sure. list stuff that I think yeah. has that. And I'll, thank God for YouTube because some of the stuff I would have never heard. But I also yeah. think you know. Anyway, but yeah, he, the burial confine. You heard burial confine. Andrew Jocks. Yep. Yep. That's not about texture, you know. 
I was talking to Shane about the first feral confine tape, meiosis or meiosis. He said, oh, it sounds like harsh wind. And it does. It sounds like a bunch of little machines um, grinding and feedbacking and falling apart and stuff. I feel like um, Dean, one of those Robert Fox CDs or CDRs I got, sounds like a bunch of little machines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, like, uh, I mean, incapacitance isn't about adhesive. They're not about texture, you know? Right. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, there's whatever happened in the late nineties, early two thousands. I think everybody got really focused on texture and that became one of the status quos and a lot of great things came out of that. Um, but I think it's time for people to, if this, if noise is to do anything exciting, it's going to have to do a lot more different things. You know, in my opinion, but I mean, as far as st- sounds I'm looking, or I, I like, I don't know. I think sometimes it's about like how someone can, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of stuff. It must be art isn't very texture focused and right. trying to think there's a lot more than just crackling sounds out there. Did you, the Kakerlak being tape, you ever hear that one? The That's one I don't have. Man, that being side has a really cool use of gross style digital reverb burst mm-hmm. digital reverb mm. you can get it you can get a rip of it or whatever check it out that that i thought was like a good That's... temporary use of you know new ideas there's definitely texture and stuff in there in rumble but there's like a lot of like that yellow cab bursts of uh yeah sound with that digital reverb sound yeah. that you know obby and all those guys were so about yeah that's right so new ideas and noise what do you or development and noise what what would you like to see what would you what would you say to someone who's what would you say to someone who's considering making noise music right now and hasn't started yet what would you how would i groom them yeah how would you groom them how would i groom this this person yes uh i would i would tell that young person i would say Oh no. Starting out slow. <laughs> I don't know, man. What would I say? I don't know. I just, I, you know, I talk at people sometimes. I play music at people sometimes. I spam people like yourself with YouTube videos sometimes. I don't know. Don't be, don't be a wimp. Don't be a sissy. Don't call your stuff like emotive titles. Don't focus on texture. You know, be funny. If you're not funny, I don't know. Figure out something else. You know, you don't have to be, you don't have to do, there's no status quo. I can, I don't know. Avoid texture and emotive titles. Avoid texture and emotive titles. Yeah. Then you're good. That's it. Okay. That's interesting. That's, that's definitely avoiding text. Telling, telling people to avoid texture and noise is very radical idea because that's, yeah, I think it is. Cause I mean, technically everything, every sound has texture. I mean, yeah, but there's also oh, man. I'm trying to think of stuff I like, like TADM. There's a TAD, mm-hmm. There's a very special TADM thing 
that will happen one day. And there's no texture in that. And that's like the most violent sounding shit and the most frustrated, nasty sounding shit. And Orpheus training. You ever heard that, that record? One on mm. Praxis. Okay. I'll send it to you. It's nasty, really nasty. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like crap. There's no texture in it. It's just breaking everything. Everything sounds like it's falling apart. You know, little machines. That's what I tell that young person. I'd say, make it sound like little machines doing their thing. Yeah. That's how I What advice would you give them for like starting, uh, like technically? I don't know. In terms of gear, like they're like, I don't have any gear. I don't know to get what, how can I start? Well, not, not gear, but like, how, how do I make noise? What do I start to do? Like, how should I, how should I go about it? gear I don't know you know what I mean not like what gear should they buy but like how should they approach the technical use, aspect of making it use as little as possible don't 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 get be a sucker for guitar center crap you know don't get sucked into that world there's some people that are into that that do do cool stuff and I sound like a big jerk right now probably but it's I do think that there's some, some stuff that needs to change, you know, in order for this stuff to keep interesting and keep my ear at the very least. Um, some things have to change. Some new, new thoughts have to come, but I, I think avoiding rumble and things, not necessarily avoiding, but don't make that the whole focus, you know, try and build narrative mm-hmm. around the sound and movement. You know, we're coming out of this, you know, the, is not a disc, but you know, this like post Rita kind of texture world that, uh, you know, is very much about, you know, one very focused outlook on a sound or on a texture, which is, you know, that's, I think you can show some of that stuff to anybody and those, you know, they'll kind of get like the obsession and the conceptualization of the Rita, you know, you don't have to just be a noise person, but I think a lot of people are, too focused on that. So that's just me. I'd like to see that's, I just, I don't know. I think it's time to to challenge that, you know, that's it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's time to just challenge that. I think it's gotten to be a status quo and there's always going to be a place for that as long as the genre is around. But I I do think we get, I think everybody needs to get a little bit more creative. I don't know. Some of my stuff focuses on texture, but the texture is like incidental just from you know, circumstance. It's just, it's, in, it's not intentional. You know, I don't really own much equipment. I own, I own some drum machines, but I, I don't know. And, but in a mixer and a reverb pedal two reverb mm-hmm. pedal. Oh, <laughs> but, so, yeah. so when you, so when you're creating, when you're creating or recording, wow. can you try to explain to me what you are attempting to achieve? Oh, I'm a, I'm a big fat cheater and a big phony who likes to rip people off that I like, you know, I'm just, you know, a good, a good practice. If you, you know, if you are feeling stumped is try to recreate things sometimes. Like I'm, I'm, you know, not very clever or creative. 
um, with this stuff. I don't think <laughs> the visual stuff, I think, but some of that relies on Eric's ability to render these things at times. Not all of them. He doesn't deserve that much credit. Don't let, <laughs> don't let him do that. But, um, <laughs> was, yeah, as far, but yeah, I just rip, rip stuff off, you know, find, find what you okay, like. But you're trying to rip, you're trying to rip something off, but you're using like, New I stuff. mean, what, what are some of your, you're using zero equipment, basically. What are, I don't know. I mean, I think the thing with, I mean, most, most people in noise and cassette culture right now have spent the same amount of time making it as they have experiencing and listening to it. Um, I've definitely had more experience listening to it. You know, I never was able to afford the stuff I wanted to do until 10 years ago ish, you know, mm-hmm. like 2012, 13, I started buying stuff to record onto like a four track and stuff. Uh, can you repeat the question? Is there a Well, like what, uh, well, okay. So you, you said you're trying to, you're trying to like rip, you're trying to copy people or oh, rip people yeah, off as yeah. kind of your I mean, practice, but yeah, obviously yeah. you're using like your, it doesn't sound like anything else. I mean, we haven't talked about much about your sound, but it's very, um, it doesn't sound like anything else. And it sounds very, very unique. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat, some, some, simultaneously, it's like sometimes very raw and kind of classic sound, but I'm oftentimes wondering, like when I'm hearing it, like, how, like, where's that from? How did he, like, either how did he do that? Or like, why did you like, either, how did he do that? Technically, I'm curious, like what kind of gear you're using? Cause like, that's really weird. Where'd that come from? Or I'm thinking, why did you like, why did he think of that? So, I mean, maybe you're saying you're, you're trying to rip someone off. Yeah, I'll, I'll there's something else happening there. Like a, with the Usagi CD, there's some definite rip off stuff happening in my opinion, which is great. Cause the stuff is so good to rip off. I don't know, man. I really don't. I don't know. As far a lot of, I don't know. Should I give away recording tricks? Yeah. Okay. Please um, record on the go to, no, I can't do it, man. You're going to have to, you should edit it out right there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so, so, but, I don't know. What are some of your favorite? I don't think you should, actually, no, I don't think you should give recording tips because I'm, I'm really against it actually also in general. A lot of people want me to put more gears talk on the show, no like, but I'm really against. Maybe if you're like 22, maybe if you're like a little boy. I'm against doing that because I think that's the most important thing is just figuring it out. Yeah. I think that's where you figure out. That's, that's where the status quo has come from is equipment people. They, they, they build yeah. that stuff. Now this it's I like I like playing guitar. I like looking at guitar stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but yeah, who are some of your who, who are some of the artists you like to rip off then? Oh, who who yeah. are some of your oh, biggest inspirations or influences? Hey, I'm gonna open up a box of stuff I like, okay? Please There's do. A box behind me. I got it. it's under my TV. Oh, see that? Oh, cool. <laughs> Your TV sits on top of it. Forty-two inches, baby. There's a TV up there also. It's in a chest. Cool. You should speed this part up. You make it look good, you know. Speed this part up. Okay, I will. So I'm. 
Um, like, what is he, a noise? Anything. Anything. Someone needs to do an ASM thing in the next couple days. Someone needs to do an ASM. (laughs) I'm serious. Like, that stuff is removed from everything. He's hard to talk to. He's not hard to talk to, but he's hard to get a hold of. It's kind of Mark Jameson. He's kind of hard to pin down, but he apparently has a storage unit of this stuff. Have you heard ASM? Well, a little bit. Dude, primordial, bizarre stuff. Yeah. And some of this stuff I'll, I'll upload. Oh. You this have a YouTube channel where you upload a lot of really obscure stuff, right? Yeah, but there's more to come. Okay, but tell people what that's tell people what that is so they can uh, find it. Because sometimes a message I, I finally subscribe to it. So I, oh, go ahead. I subscribe to it finally, uh, but I could always never. I was always having a hard time trying to find what the it was. Now that I found it, it's like, yeah, the channel Tom D'Angelo invented the title. He invented it. But it's called um, a message for our children's children. Mm-hmm. It's a funny name. It's Tom. A message, a message for our children's children. Yeah, yeah. This is the best. This is my favorite cassette of all time. Yusuru Saige's. What is 1983 it? 1983 to 1985. It's on YouTube. It's probably the best cassette culture DIY, like you know, industrial thing from Japan, like 83. Holy shit. Who's listening to this stuff? It's incredible. It's, it's, it has everything. There's so much movement and I mean, individual tracks. It's, it's like a, it's definitely a masterpiece of, you know, male art, DIY cassette culture of the early eighties. It's, it's about as good as anything can get. Um, um, I forget what I was doing. Do you want me to just like show you cool stuff? Show me more stuff that you really are inspired by or influenced by. Okay. Like in terms of your sound, also. Oh, oh. Agog. Agog Hebdomos. Damien Biskilja, I was trying to do a thing for him. Um, his friend, you know, he is not, he's passed away, Damien Biskilja, but he, uh, um, his friends, I think, are, are fairly guarded about his stuff. And I can, you know, you gotta, I'm not gonna harass anybody, <laughs> but sure. you know, there's apparently a lot of his stuff, but it's, it's sort of this uh, West Coast 90s. Crawley or Crawley, Crawl Unit era California thing, mm-hmm. and uh, it's home. It's LAFMS kind of uh, Joe Joseph Hammer kind of thing of weird mm-hmm. tape manipulation and junk sounds samples. Very strange. It's legitimately weird mm-hmm. in every aspect of it. And always, I mean, like, he was a sculptor. You can find some of his sculpture. Like, nice. 
That nice. thing is so cool. You know. Definitely. A and B. The big dog shit. You know. You heard that one? I uploaded it. I have, yes. I've 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 oh, heard it from your upload. Did your homework, okay. <laughs> um, what, what, what can you tell us about Ambi? Because he, he's a very, very obscure character, and um, I don't know too much about who he really is or whatever. But we're gonna get him out, bro. We're gonna get him out of. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're all gonna find a way to get a hold of this guy. We all got to get together. Together and bug him, because this shit is so good, man. So it's. I think it's got to be just like guitar and like a rock it's so but it's so fierce and so well sexual like it looks yeah. like you know, it looks uh looks like poison you know maximum poison mm-hmm. inside that cassette mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we all got to get together i know tommy karenin has his stuff mm. so you got to talk to him you, you know, you're the noise. You have that original tape. That's very, very rare, right? Yes. Yes, Oscar. Yes. You know. <laughs> I mean, no one has no one has that stuff. Just me. But yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, being, I'm, I'm playing. But yeah, I don't know. As far as stuff that influences, Yuzura Saigase, Agog. What do you think? Why Wait. is it that you think, I mean. Oh, man. Everybody needs, you want to talk about anti-texture? Lyoto music, man. That shit. Do that. That shit's all violence. You know, that's just, and it's so, so good. There's no texture in that. His vocals. It's much, it's much, much harder to, to operate outside of texture. It's also because everybody, I mean, texture people, is very- I mean, people don't want to make a lot of noise at their little apartment, their little rinky dink houses that they make their noise in. I know I can't. So you gotta just you gotta cheat and make rumbling sounds. It's a cheaters move. It's true. No, I mean I always think about that too when it comes to like even when it comes to like mixing or mastering noise or something like that. It's like it's very hard. It's very unfortunate to have to try to put it in sort of like normal music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's frequency also band. Like it shouldn't. Oh. Shouldn't have to be. I mean, should should be fully free from that formula. Yeah, apparently, when you do pro stuff, we have to send audio to the tape factory. They like, well, like, what happened here? Yeah, this sounds terrible. You want us to fix this? Maybe that happened. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Do you think yeah. it's sad that certain artists like that that you it's really bad. like worship, particularly, kind of get lost to time? Get lost to time. Yeah, just in terms of like, okay, like these artists that have like creative masterworks that are maybe like 50 t- tapes exist that came out in 1982 and like. It's part, part of the biz, baby. You know, you can't hang if you can't, you know, it's, you know, you can't be in the careerism, you know, making more than 50 is careerist. Sucks. Not really. I'm playing again. <laughs> but. But, but uh, like, should, should that should that stuff be repressed in addition of one thousand so that everyone can hear sure. it? But they got to be done on a CD. They got to look nice. Can't do the Urashima thing. You know, everybody knows. 
like that. It's, it's a rough look, you know. Um, it's got to be honest. Why do you, why do you not like that? that? And you know what? I think Industrial Recollections does a really good job of making it just cheap, utilitarian. Yeah, you get, it's a it's a scan of the art, and you get what you get, and it's ten dollars, thirteen dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's how you. If you want to reissue, do that. If not, it should be on YouTube. But you know, because records aren't going to happen in our lifetime again. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. I think the I think CDs are great. I think vinyl is. That was the really goal. That's always foolish. what I wanted to do. No one did it. No one ever fucking. I think a vinyl it. album, if you record an album for vinyl, is cool. But I think reissuing things on on vinyl to me yeah, just right? doesn't really yeah. make sense. It looks, it looks yeah. I think CD, you know, it should make it like affordable and awesome. CD works. Everybody's new favorite format. Also, CD. Yeah, but also at the point where you're at the point where something is needed to be reissued, like say like A and B, it shouldn't be also reissued in a format that's also going to sell out instantly and become a. It, yeah. I think it should be reissued in a way that now every generation, or at least for as long as possible, can. If you ever can find it and hear it, you ever listen to. The, what is it, the Freak Animal podcast? I think it's a podcast. Dude. Yeah, they got a podcast. Yeah, got a podcast. I, haven't, <laughs> I, I haven't listened to all of them, but I know he's he, he has, like he whatever, the early ones. Uh, obscure Japanese Noise, which I need to yeah. go back and listen to. I want to listen to I that. listened to when they first came out. Yeah. I'm not a, not a uh, super big Freak Animal kind of guy, but I'm, I mean, you know, Miko has a the guy has a fucking collection for sure. Has a, you know, yeah. what do you say? Is there something about the obscurity of certain artists that you're attracted to? Is that yeah. part of the antisocial grit that you're also attracted to? Yeah. Everybody knows who everybody is now. Everybody knows who I am. That's for sure. Now they do. <laughs> Thanks for that. Man. <laughs> um, what's, how do you, how do you, so kind of changing the subject, how do you network with people? Because you're very, like I said, you're like, People, a lot of people who know about you are like, yeah, like, like all about you. Cause you yeah. know, they're in contact with you yeah. and you become very, you know, they kind of like build a relationship, but I think also you're, you're obscure and you stay under the radar, but how do you, how do you find these, how do you find people and how do you connect with them? Oh, and like, who's Thomas D'Angelo, for example, cause oh, man. you seem to also collaborate and connect with a lot of people that aren't really like known as noise artists. They don't have a name. They don't have a project with their name, but you have a certain like seemingly really talented collaborators that kind of just are outside of the, the you scene know, no, and, and you operate also very outside of the scene. You don't know big Tom, Tom D'Angelo? No. You should. School. I know the name from <laughs> yours. It's cool. my favorite guy in music, man. He's, I mean, I moved to Philadelphia and I met him and he did the crisis of taste distro and he was such you know, at that point in our lives, both of us are really receptive and impassioned listeners, you know, and he did such a great job with, he committed so much to it. I don't know if he'll, he could never do that again, but he did do a lot with what he tried to do with his distro and with his recordings. And, um, you know, I think a lot of his stuff comes out of frustration, um, frustration with life and in music. Um, not that he's a frustrated guy, but I think the earlier stuff, there's a lot of, he's always had this sort of, um, 
There's one show that he did where he had like mics in his hand and he was like clapping and it was the stupidest. <laughs> it's so it looked really dumb, but it was really mm-hmm. cool. And there's sort of like this uh, that he has some of that antisocial grit. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I like I like him as a listener and I like him as a recording art. I have a tape for him that I need to finish. It's such a pain in the ass to assemble his tape. Luckily, he's patient and kind and, you know, a decent, decent man. He's a decent man. He's decent. If anything, he's a decent man. Yes. But how do you, how do you, how do you, okay. So he's an example, but how do you yes. come in contact with other folks that you really like work closely with? Let's see. Let me open up, let me open up a tab. I'm going to tell you who I fuck with and who I don't fuck with. Yeah. I'm playing. I'm just going to, I don't know. How do I, Eric, Eric, I found out about him through, uh, uh, through four dimming. Let me get my head yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get out my head on straight, man. What do you think? Sure. 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 Okay. Pulling up your list of collaborators. Yes. And it's going to be a long list. No, it's not. One second. <laughs> My computer is slow. It's okay. When are you going to start collaborating, Mr. Oscar? You got, you got, you know, you going to do I, something? You going to ever work with it? When I. Okay. My computer is. Sure, I, I typed am. in the Gippy. Oh, you went away. Is there any? Yeah, are you working on any collaborative stuff? You're, can you hear me? Your image just went away. Okay, now it's back. Um, no, not really. I'm not really. I haven't really been working on music hardly at all recently, and that's really making me f- annoyed because I spend all my time doing other stuff and very little in the past few years of actually on my own music and but you know what i'm not depressed about it because i know that sometime soon something is going to come and i'm i'm okay. actually very confident well, that's going to be when the cameras are off um, I want you to tell me the right time okay or you okay. can tell me now i will no okay. no i'll tell you when the cameras are off. all right so the way i find these people <laughs> these 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 guys i mean i've known See, I've known Tom through Philly. I met Eric through Four Dimming Zine. I met Will through. Oh, could I meet Will through? I don't. I don't really do that much with Will. There is another band with Will. That is, yeah, it's Will the Van most Gorder? savage, erotic sound that two, no, three men can make. Yes. Is it no. called California Raisins? Um, but it is, it's, uh, it's called sex war. Yeah. Get ready for that. It's going to be big. Um, but I bet, well, I think I've heard worth. I never really, I don't think the other people's children was, you know, I mean, that guy's been doing it since he was eight years old, you know, eight, eight, he started making noise and, um, he, uh, you know, but he, so I, I don't have as much time with noise. But I met him through, I think, my friend Doug. 
and Andrew, I think they booked a show and like, Oh, you gotta play. And I couldn't do it. Sam, big Sam, Sam Franklin, Sam of star. I discovered him. Did you know that? I discovered him. I didn't know that, but I kind of, I kind of, uh, I found him. Tell me, tell me, tell me how you discovered him. That super talent, that superstar. Yeah. I met him at a party yeah. and we were partying. Hell yeah. We were partying. We were partying in New York city, baby. And you know, yeah, I gave him that look and he gave me that look. And I knew that that guy had some major noise talent. And I said, baby, you got your star. And he went on to become the star that he is now. Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah. No, he's cool. Sam's a painter. Did you know that? You know, he does visual stuff. That was, I didn't I know. That, no. You should ask him to see his stuff. He's a, he's a weird guy, man. Yeah, I will, and I, I I'll re, I'll re, I'll, re, I'll reconnect yeah. with him soon. It's been quite yeah. a while since we've talked. Same here. But there's some talk. You know, there's a Sam and Stewart thing. Two goats. Two, I know. Two goats I really, really like under that. one name. Yep. Stable. It's gonna be like the R. Kelly and Jay Z CD. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah. Is that appropriate? Is that appropriate? You guys appropriate reference? That's the most yeah. worlds. He's R. Kelly. I'm Jay Z. Sure. <laughs> I'm, all right. Anyway, yeah, you. What? But I met him through a party. Well, and okay. He so talked about noise. He has a killer collection. He should show off his collection. You should. Yeah. You know, just do a slideshow. He should do a slideshow for White Centipede Noise of his collection. He's cool, um, and he's a painter. He's a well-rounded person inside and outside of noise. Plus, Legless, yeah. known, did a show with Legless. And Chris Conton, remember that? Jerry Ellis, know that? Dude, what's up with him? Is he gone, around baby. still? He's gone for good. I'm serious, he quit. That's too bad. That's too bad. But he was cool, man. He's a weird guy, too. That's, that is great. That lung wash, that whole label, everything around it is no, some I of my favorite done the stuff. Take for him. I did, was supposed to do a take for him and self-released it. But I could have been, could have been somebody. I just did that take. He is somebody. I mean, uh, that stuff is great. I mean, and, and there, there were some times where he kind of just kept popping in, was like, "Oh, I'm back now. I'm gonna start working that, on stuff." And blah you blah. Fell, you fell off the scene for a bit before you moved to Germany. You're quiet. That's true. But I was always you're quiet for a little what's bit. That? I was you're quiet, but I was still, I was still reachable. I would still like answer an email. That's good. That's true. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's, I mean, you got to respect yeah. that too. I mean, I think what, what Greg, what Greg, uh, data drumming Greg said in a few times about, you know, like everyone wants to hound people and say, come on, you gotta get back, gotta get back into noise. And it's like, some people are just, yeah. if they're not into it. They're not into it. And you shouldn't try to, yeah. people shouldn't force it themselves. They shouldn't, if they're not into it, they shouldn't be into it. And of course, other people outside shouldn't. Yeah, that Greg interview was good, man. Shouldn't. There's no good job without him. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, what? So your name often gets. I mean, obviously you collaborate with Star and wow. and 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 Worth, but there's oftentimes this kind of like association between certain artists, like 
that are that are that are pretty active right now, like like you, Star, Robert Fuchs, Worth. What is it you think you guys you have in common with all of us on it? That's a good idea. What would it be called? Stuart Skinner and the two dollar margaritas. That's they'd be the margaritas. <laughs> but you know who I am. I don't know what to call them. That's a this is that'd be a good compilation. Hands out there. Yeah. I know they're listening. <laughs> but um, I don't know what we call it. But someone should do it, and I think people should do a record. The reason I'm doing this, man, is I want to play a lot of shows. I want to travel. I want to do record. You like me? You like the way I talk? You're yeah, being man. a careerist. I'm trying to try. I'm trying to come visit you, man, in Germany. I want to go to Germany again. I went there once. Come you on, got money. You got money. I see you. I no. see you. <laughs> no, I don't have money. But if you want to come out, we'll make it. We'll make something work. Uh, um. But but so what is it what is it that you see in, that you have in common with with like do you see that as do you see that as kind of a movement do you see do you see an affiliation with you guys or you guys just all just kind of coincidentally yeah, you know, doing your thing yeah I think noise can nothing. be a little boring and you know got, you know Sam is a well rounded he's a well rounded man inside and outside of noise and um, he sends me cool paintings and art sometimes and he has a good eye and I was receptive to him about that. You know, Dean, Mr. Dean is a visual artist. He's, he's telling me that the, the interview you did with him is going to be a three part trilogy. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, right. But yeah, he, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's into art. Will is just, you know, kind of, he's in, he's in the early, he's in the early stages of being goaded, you know? And, um, I don't know what happened, but I think, you know, I think, uh, it's like I said, it's really easy to do something different when everybody's doing the same thing. You know, everybody's doing Xerox collage or black and white Xerox with rumbling sounds. All you gotta do is add some color, you know, print color and do something a little, you know, spice it up. How's that for an answer? That answer your question? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you think that should be a goal? Be different. Be different. I guess. Yeah. That's such a dude. That's such a dumb even if thing it's, to say. Even if it's not different, I should be different. Well, I mean, like you know, what if someone what, what if someone doesn't want to be different? They want to be they. What if someone just loves Xerox and rumbling so much that being different isn't There's appealing? Do you think being that. different for There's the sake of being different is, is worth it? black and white Xerox stuff with, you know, especially if it's got somebody with their head cut off. I love stuff like that. I love nasty Xerox art, but, um, that's cool. There's enough, you know, there's plenty of room at the table. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't feel like that. I love sleazy, violent Xerox J cards. It doesn't mean that I'm going to buy, some little boy twerk with, you know, that trope on his art. Like I'm not buying that crap. Don't send me that. Don't contact me for that. People do. 
I don't want any of it. But, you know, shit. I was listening to Murder Corporation recently. That stuff's pretty goofy and stupid and incredible. And it's all, you know, focused on murder. If the name is any indication. Yeah. Uh, let me keep see what other, what other questions I have here. I've been jumping. So keep them coming. What's that? You're losing me. I'm fine. Um, okay. No. Um, okay. Yeah, it's great. Um, do you think... Do you think the antisocial or or outsider aspect of noise is like the, the one of the defining well, elements of it that yeah. sets, sets it apart from other that, kinds of music? You don't got to do anything, but that's the stuff that has the most appreciation, you know. In my like, you know, the stuff that I like in noise always has either has some like theme of weird, barely funny thing like violence and geisha or I don't know. I'm trying to think of labels in art and music that I really like that's her hermity, hermetic, you know, isolated. Um I think it's important, you know. I think it's cool. I think it makes it more interesting. It gives it some sense of if you I don't think it's important, but it is it certainly is an advantage. You know, there is no mystique and noise right now. And then cassette culture. And that is not, I don't feel any one type of way about that, but you know, it's something that's gone forever. Do you think that mystique can kind of sometimes replace or, or, or enhance the quality of the music? Or do you think those are interchangeable? Do you think, do you think that, that sometimes the same music would be exactly as powerful or interesting if maybe that came out on some, label that pressed 2,000 copies and you could get it on Chicago's for 90 cents? Because now you're talking about money. Right? It's a money question. Is that a money question? You said two cents is all I got. I don't know. Does it, it, I don't know, man. That's a hard question. Because at what point, you know, is it about the music? But that's the thing. You know, it's a cassette. You get to do visual stuff. It's an interdisciplinary thing. You can do audio too. And so you can build... Yeah you know, things around it. I don't know. Is it very important? No, because there's plenty of stuff that I love that's not obscure and that's not hard to find. But then sometimes... Like if AMB had that... If AMB was easily mm-hmm. easily accessible and, and sitting on Discogs for 90 cents or that, that other tape you showed, the that early... Do you think that would still have the same power as music? Master Control. That is, that's a CD. I mean, there's a billion yeah. copies of that. It's awesome. That's a lot. Yeah, but there weren't. That's a real issue. There weren't yeah. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. There were like 10. Man, I love that CD. It's so good. That shit's so yeah, good. Great. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Because that now um, you got me questioning myself, man. I wasn't expecting that. You're grilling me. How do you feel about like artists who go out of their way now with, you know, 
all the tools that are the most logical and easy to use for, say, disseminating your work or distributing it, what do you think about people who decide to say, okay, I'm going to, like, get a P.O. box, which are totally, like, obsolete, and, like, you can only that's get cool. it by writing me a cool. letter, and that's I do... Cool. That'd be cool. I don't know if that? that. That's cool, though. If there's nothing else... People do cool. that. I, I don't know how they have the energy or the time to do that, but that's cool. Yeah, I mean, the, it's 2022. How do you feel, then, if the music is, like... I mean, do you... Does the music doesn't oh. add up? Mm. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that I've, people send me that's like, oh, I made 20 copies, here you go, and it's kind of crappy. And it's, like, really poorly handmade art, you know, like some you know, fucking hair glued to it or something that you're just like, oh, my God. You know, like, this, <laughs> I have to change my address. I don't want this person ever sending me this shit again. You know? The move, because this person keeps sending me shit. But, um... Yeah, that's a thing too. You can't just you can't just do one without the other. It's a balance, man. You gotta you gotta have you gotta yeah. sound good. You gotta look good. You gotta have you know, something. You gotta have some intention behind it, maybe. Intention, maybe. Well, yeah. Then what's that's that's another key element that I'm trying to kind of get at is like the intent intent behind noise. What's the intent behind your noise? Oh man. I don't know. Just make a few copies. Make it barely funny. Oh, the like sound. the sound. Oh, the sound. Oh, not, not, oh, not the releasing part. See? I, I'm like, right now, I'm really focused on the way things look, to be honest. You know? I, I want to do one day, mm-hmm. I wanted to do a label that very focused on visuals and it's one sound. And that release. Not, you know. Anyway, as far as what I try to do, man. Yeah. Different releases, yeah. different releases, yeah, maybe the same do like sound? a sound effects record. You know, get a bunch of people to. Anyway, hey man, can I get a cup of coffee? I'm like, can I be right back? Right? Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it, go for it. You were asking me good question about what I try to do with sound or what my intention is with sound. And the only intention I really have, you know, is to replicate sounds that I really have loved over the last 10 years. And, um, and to not necessarily wear influences on my sleeve, you know, on my, whatever, not to you know, be too obvious, yeah. but to, yeah, your red sleeve. To, um, I don't know. It, you know, it's a thing with, you know, you don't know sometimes with music and art in general, you don't know what you're making until it's finished. And so it can be hard to tell you what the intention right. is. But, um, you know, earlier on when I first started acquiring equipment and recording, um, it was about blending things that I loved, which were things like UK power electronics and noise, things like putrefier or ethnic acid, but also trying to incorporate um, I don't know, found sound and field recordings and create something that felt like, um, I don't know, there's, um, you know, the artists like, like John Du Buffet, John Du Buffet, you ever hear that guy? He's a famous guy, Art Brute, is that so. how you pronounce it? Art Brute, primitive art. Yeah. That's like combining that. Yeah. Like crude tape music with 
electronics. Mm-hmm. That was the original intention. Now mm-hmm. I think it's about, um, I don't know. I don't really have any intention with what I'm doing right now other than to, um, it's like I said, I don't, I don't really have any intention at this point, but I know how to make pounds alike mm-hmm. with the equipment that I have. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of information out there on YouTube and in my collection of music that I don't necessarily totally try to rip off, but man, I love the way this sounds. I really want to try to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I guess to kind of follow it up, it's kind of a, it's another really general open-ended question that's really hard to answer, but you know, you kind of, you said when you were first discovering noise through swans and big black and things like that, it was kind of like, you know, you were young and you were attracted to the, the, the negative and antisocial aspect of it. But I assume that at this point you've kind of moved, moved past that. That's, that's, it's not about that for you. So if you can, can you, maybe it is, maybe it is, but I mean, can you try to, can you try to maybe describe like these sounds that you love? I'm I'm asking you specifically because you said you are anti-texture. So these sounds that you love and that you're fascinated by what, what is it there that you're following or fascinated by or love, love about these certain sounds? I guess if you're talking, like, cause you asked me like, okay, so I'll go through my life story. Like I love, I don't know. I mean, shit. Please do. What's that self abuse comp? It's like music should hurt or something like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, you want to do that early on, you know, you want to, find sounds that, you know, evoke hurting people. At least I did. Hurting, hurting a lot of people. Um, and that's cool. And I still try to do that, you know, but, um, you know, it's sort of like Sam said, and he said a few times I've talked to him, he said, you know, there's nothing crazy or dangerous about sound. And that's true. And so, um, I think the antisocial thing. Was, that's exactly the thing. Cause I think, I think at some point that's kind of what attracts most people is that element. But I think at some point you get over that and you realize, no, it's not about, I mean, maybe okay. Still it has some element, but it's not about the danger or the, or the evilness or whatever. It's about something else. It's about really yeah. love for certain things. I'm and, trying to figure out what I really like. And yeah, like enjoyment right of them. I'm not really sure. I, I, I don't really know what I like in, in, extreme music right now. I don't know. I'm at a crossroads with what I want to do. You know, the world's pretty complex right now. And Mm -hmm. I think um, to do music, it should be a little bit more complex than it is right now. Um, and so that is sort of what I'm, who knows when the new recording will come about, but that's the logic that I'm carrying into rather than focusing on, you know, tropes of antisocial grit, like I was saying, or tropes of, you know, painful sounds, you know, it's sort of going into something else. I don't know what that is or when I'm ever going to get around to recording it, Mm -hmm. but I'd like to do something a little bit more complex, you know, than just using no input and tape machines right now with funny pictures. (laughs) We'll see. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you, man. 
That's no, that's good though. You've said a lot, okay. even even in that you've you've tried, and in your attempts, I've you've you've said a lot, which is important. Um, we 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 talk we talk quite often about uh, Hell yeah, rap music. That's the, that's yeah, that's the most, yeah. We yeah. send rap that's music, the most futuristic music, back and forth that's... together quite quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, so tell me what you think about rap. I don't music. know. It gets into hairy territory or whatever you want to call it because it's 2022, and you know, I'm white. I don't know if you knew that. You knew that. Yeah. So it gets into some, you know, sensitive yeah. territory to discuss, you know, black art. Um, but as an American yeah. and as an American listener of music, I love early blues, pre-war blues, and I love rock and roll. And I love outlaw themes and criminality. Now, granted, that's not all of what rap music is, you know. Rap comes from New York and people sure. that were denied public education from music. So they did what they could with what they had and created hip hop and rap. But as me, you know, I'm very interested. You know, I love like, you know, White House and Mouthhausen Orchestra is my favorite stuff of all time, and those guys focus on criminality and yeah. sleaze. And if you're looking for that kind of thing, you can find it in places like Memphis or Florida, North Houston, um, Los Angeles. I'm guessing New York. Yeah. I don't know anything that's really hot in New York right now. Yeah, that's my favorite music. I, that's the music we all grew up with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. That's, it's, it's like the most... It's like... Yeah, it is like the most, like, American culture. I mean, it's it's like the most representative American culture through music, or at least it's the dominant yeah. sound yeah. of American it's, culture. Uh, and it's... I don't know. It seems to just... Um, I don't know. I, I always think like, oh man, I'm going to be tired of this soon. And then something else happens and I love it. Um, but I, you yeah. know, I used to be a teacher. I was a teacher for six years. Um, and those kids. Yeah. What was that? What were you, what, what were you teaching there? And what, what, what was that like? And why aren't you doing it anymore? It's too hard. So it's the hard, yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Teaching is a, like, I don't, you could be a fucking rocket scientist. I don't give a shit what you are. Teachers are the hardest working people in the world. And I'm not some fucking, you know, ninny who just says, Oh, you know, teachers are so important. Thank you. Teachers. You know, like, yeah, it's the hard, it's the, it's the hardest job in the world. I can't do it. Everyone I know that's a teacher or a principal left too. It's too fucking hard. There's no fucking respect in this country for teachers. And that, like, I don't get mad about much, but that shit makes me so fucking mad. Um, and, but yeah, those kids, like, we bonded over music. We talked about music. And they'd show me a lot of stuff. I'm trying to think of, oh, man, like, I had so many, like, there's so much fun. That was what was fun. I was talking about music with, with them. They showed me stuff like, um, Showed me who they showed me. Jada Youngin. They showed me Jada Youngin. 
RPG to young. It showed mm-hmm. me. Yep. NBA, <laughs> like, and when NBA Youngboy came out, all the kids were. So, I mean, they're still about him, I, I assume. But that was the that was everywhere. Yeah. And they showed me that. Who's annoying? NBA Youngboy annoying. That's really interesting. You had access to that because that's like because the new the new new rap, yeah. like the really young kid rap, is still like you know most of the older. Hip hop heads, especially, it, yeah. are like that's not real rap and all this stuff. They hate it, and then like, but there's this stuff that's coming out of, you know, like kids that are like 16, 17. It's just like, it's going, cr- and people like the young kids go crazy for it apparently. And I'm, st- I'm still like, I follow it a li- like I try oh, to yeah. kind of catch up on like what's going on. I'm always kind of like scratching my head about it a bit, but I'm kind of, st- I'm kind of like yeah, accepting like it more like and more. But it's, yeah, it's kind of like black hair metal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, or like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like Chief Keith is like Motorhead or something. Yeah, that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. You meant. I mean, you mentioned one time when we were talking about that you you aren't really into anything like pre cash wow. money, which is interesting because that's like because like you know all the, the that's kind of like the classic the the nineties are kind of like considered the golden era of like. New York. I mean, pretty much everywhere. Like that's when hip hop was really developing as a as like a lyrical art form and really kind of hit its stride and the yeah, current, but I think that's sort of, I mean, we've seen a couple like generations since then and there's been different things. A lot of people like to put it down. Like, like oh, people say like soldier boy okay. was like the, go. Go. like the end or something like that. Or he was like the, the harbinger yeah. of a certain time. And then like chief Keefe is like another, but you've, you've said to me that you think chief Keefe is one of the most important musical yeah. minds of the past right? years. Holy shit. I remember, like, 2012, when I don't like Cat, heard that. God damn. It's just yeah. it's such powerful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's powerful. And it's, and it, but it, it, but it, I mean, it's, it's objectively, it's objectively more crude and, yeah. you know, Good. crude and I would say primitive than, like, you, like Wu-Tang or, like, Nas or something like that. You know, it's, like, it's objectively, like, really, really simplistic but has a certain power that we haven't like it has a certain like hypnotic effect on yeah on people not that i mean this sounds so goofy to some some degree but you know this country is i'm from texas man and we have fucking betrayed people you know this country has betrayed people and it's like Cowards on the left, uh, like in power, and corrupt on the right. I mean, they're yeah. both working together to, to destroy yeah. public education and destroy people yeah. and keep people fucking poor and keep people, you know. And yeah. it sounds, it's you know, whatever. I don't need to get into all that, but you know, that's it's, it's these people are fucking fed up. These kids are angry. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I have a lot of respect for angry young people. I've been, you know, granted, you know, I, I've not been, I was not raised in the ghetto. You know, I was not raised. I knew where my next meal was. I always had a place to stay. I'm from a great family. I had all these privileges, you know, but I respect angry young people that come from nothing. And so, yeah, that's it. You know, whether you like it or not, or whether you respect the artistry or not, you know, that is a very important part of American identity. 
is angry young people who are dangerous at times. It's important. You yeah. need to know if you, I mean, I don't want to know anyone that doesn't know about this stuff. I don't want to know anyone that doesn't know what's going on. Right. And, 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 you know, in, in this country, you know, I don't want to know anyone that doesn't have any appreciation for rap. You know? And on the subject of cash money, yeah. that was my earliest experience with music. Yeah. You know? I remember getting on a school bus with my sister and she found a CD wallet and that had like ludicrous and <laughs> cash money and BG and what else? Eminem. <laughs> 50 cent. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. That's my first experience with music. Yeah. You know, of wanting music, wanting to be yeah. around music. And that's where I'm at now. That's the stuff I really want to be around. And I'm, like I said, you got to be a little guarded because, you know, you have to be a little guarded when listening to it because it is music that is dangerous. You know, it reflects a very dangerous lifestyle. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You got to tread lightly when listening to it. You know, you don't want to indulge too hard in it, but man, it'll make you drive faster. It'll make you work out harder. It'll motivate you. It makes me feel so much. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. It is. I mean, that's something I, at least for me, I feel like it's, it's, it's the most emotive music yeah, that I know. Yeah. You know, it's the only kind of music that'll like, it's really the only kind of music that'll give me like mm -hmm. chills. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is it, dude. Yeah. I don't, I mean, you ever meet people that don't listen to this stuff? They're awful. They're stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really listen to that. Like, okay. But yeah, it's important. You're not listening to that stuff. Yeah. You, you suck. You listen to Max O'Cream? I was listening to him today. What the hell? I've never heard of him. Whoa. You'll love him. Mm. Yeah. He the young he's, guys? Uh, he's got like some, he's from Houston. He's from North Houston. He's from Ailey. He's very good MC. He's a very good rapper. But he's like a very good rapper. Very good artist. You'd like him. I'm sure you'll like him. I'm sure. I, 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 the name does sound familiar. Him. I've been most. I've been really. I've been really, really, really impressed with uh, ESTG. You like lately. that guy? He's kind of becoming a big star, but but in terms of He's like really, Kentucky. really. Yeah. Yeah. Just really bone dry, really vicious, but really smart. Yeah. Like. He's going to be a football player. Really, truly dark and and yeah. disturbing, like. Yeah. Lyricism. Yeah, he was going to be really, in the NFL, apparently. He's supposed it's to be in college or something for get drafted. Something happened. I don't know. Yeah. Do a life of crime. But yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah. But yeah, check out Maxo, man. He does stuff with like the Griselda guys sometimes. You know? Okay. Maybe, yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds familiar. There's, yeah, there's so many. There's so many out there. Rappers I like right now. I have a pretty wide range of YouTube stuff. I listen to like Florida fast music. Yeah. You, you send me a lot of Florida stuff. fast music stuff where the these kids just speed up the records, make them really fast. That's what yeah. the kids are into. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. <laughs> That's super crazy. And then I like uh blue bucks clan. Those guys are cool. Bunch of party animals. Blue bucks. Clan. They're cool. <laughs> 
You got a great name. Can you imagine? That's an insane name. Blue Bucks Clan. Blue Bucks Clan. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Blue Bucks. Damn, okay. yeah, that's yeah, hard. Yeah. That's scary shit. Yeah. <laughs> Cal, L.A. From L.A. So you gotta be. You gotta stay dangerous. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Sauce well. Walker. Sauce Twins. Peso Peso. Sauce Walker's <laughs> cool, yeah. There's so much stuff out yeah. there. It's all pretty, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I mean, okay, this is maybe a I'm gonna start rapping. idiotic question, but do you see? Yes. The answer is yes, man. <laughs> Sorry. No, but, but do you see any, do you, do you see any similarities in what attracts you to rap? Is it what attracts you to noise maybe. experimental music? I think like, um, you know, sometimes power electronics, at least, you know, it's, um, achieves this hypnotic effect through repetition. Sometimes rap does that through repetition. It's, there's not, I mean, there's singing in rap at times, but you know, there's an intensity. There's something too, just the human voice in a pulse and sound, you know? Yeah. That's it. So yeah, there's some parallels here. Yeah. I think, I mean, I've, I've seen, I've heard people make that kind of comparison in a kind of annoying way, but I think it's actually very, I think if you actually really look at it, what the psychology of it is behind mm -hmm. it, why it's appealing, why power love, is appealing. I love like very, nine, very I only like like nine things in PE. That's it. You can't, you can't be yeah. too into PE. In 2022, you're super into PE. That's rough, man. You know, it's, it, it's getting kind of, it's, PE's getting a little too rough. Not in like a dangerous way, but in like a just underdeveloped way, you know. Yeah, like it's, it's a, little, a little bit. It's, it's kind like, of effective. I don't want to say cringe. I mean, cringe is. I, I hate the word cringe, but I mean, it's a little yeah. bit like all right. I hate it when people say something's cringe because I was a teacher. I just remember like yeah. eleven year old saying that. It's like, dude, you sound like a fucking child saying something's cringe. <laughs> so young. Yeah, I don't use that word. Who is Smokey Wong? That's a good question. How'd you come up with that question? <laughs> Did someone tell you about that? No. I've heard of Smokey Wong. I just don't know who he is. Notorious uh, entrepreneur, a man of many faces and trades. Dangerous restaurateur, sex addict, stoner, pill popper, Tokyo Kush. You ever hear that? You ever heard that name? Yeah. I have. Dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous people. I've heard that's really hardcore stuff. Yeah. Might have, you know, might have to put this off record. It's dangerous stuff, man. Playing with fire. Playing with fire, Oscar. But um, I don't know. Just uh, I love I love bad jokes. You know, I love stuff that's barely funny. <laughs> stuff that's out of touch. I'm an out of touch guy myself. And um, how did that work out? Were you were you liked by your students? <sighs> that's a good question. Children. Are difficult. 
I think there were some that did and some that, that didn't. As I got better at teaching, they said they hated me more, but they respected me more. Mm -hmm. I used to try and be not friends, but you know, you want the approval of your students. And so they'll walk over cool. you and do that. Yeah. But what I've learned, you start out mean as shit. You just be very mean, unlikable. And then maybe a month or don't even smile in the first couple of months of knowing a child. Don't smile in front of them for three to four months. When you have a child, Oscar, do not smile. At them. Maybe three to four years. Okay. Okay. But, um, yeah, I know. Yeah. But once you do that and then later on you can get to know them as people and as individuals and yeah, what they like and what they don't and they respect you and you, they want those parameters to, you know, express themselves safely and explore. And it's fun working with young people can be fucking fun. Yeah. And so they liked me more as I got yeah. better at teaching, but I was always What's special education and reading intervention. So I worked oh, with nice. struggling readers. Nice. There's a lot of fun. There's a cool. lot of joy. There's a lot of so much, you know, fun stuff, especially, you know, like just the music, the rap was what didn't keep me in there, but that's such a fun way to yeah. like bond with people, you know, young people and their yeah. music. Um, but they showed me so much like, I don't know. You want some funny stories from teaching? One time I was watching yeah. like there's like plate. Maybe you don't want to use it, but there's like a, one time I broke up a fight between these two girls and um, they're fighting over a boy or something and broke them up. And then this one kid just said, bitch, you lucky I'm Christian. And then another <laughs> time I was watching them play basketball and <laughs> I overheard one of them saying, Hey, when I dunk, I'm gonna put my nuts on Mr. Skinner's head. <laughs> yeah, they're weird. Yeah, they're little jerks. But I, I love. Yeah, the music. Talking to them about music and stuff like that was always very fun. Very, very fun, especially during the early NBA young boys. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They loved that guy. Well, they'll do like that. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still, I, 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 I'm like, no, I miss that totally. Sucks. I miss that he's so totally. self serious. No, like, it's he, yeah. he's old news at this point now. Yeah, I used to have an NBA Young Boy shirt. I don't know what I did with it, but it's a hideous shirt. I have a wow. cheap, cheap shirt. A cool shirt collection. Damn, like nine shirts. That's like, cool. Yeah, should have worn that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I put I, I before I did this interview like short, just a few mm -hmm. minutes before we started. I put a. Uh, a question on I have, there, there's a white Sam, you know, a dis, discord server. And I put, a, I put out questions. I put out the opportunity for people to ask questions to the people I'm interviewing. So I asked, I said, I'm interviewing Stuart Skinnerman. Does anyone have a question for him? And Eric wrote me, actually, no, he no. didn't, he wrote me no. a message just now. I have no question for Stuart. Just tell him I love him, that I think of him every day and that I hope I see him again one day. So that's that. That guy, man. He's got a kid now. Yeah. He's got a great family. I, I, you saw, you saw him when he toured the U S you, did you play, you, no did you travel way, with him? Man, a I'm never touring the United States. You're going to pay me to see this place. It's 
place sucks. <laughs> but 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 he you played here. But, he, but here. you did he, see him and play play with he came him. Here to bug me a little yeah. bit. You know, he got me. No, I'm fine. But yeah, no, he came here. We played in Austin. We played at my my boy Kevin's restaurant. Kind of tropical. Kicked it. Drank margaritas. Cool. Um, some of us got sick. Like they brought this like chewing tobacco and like we're like yeah, like <laughs> just like barfing and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, met Evelina oh, yeah, and David. Yeah. I know that stuff. Um, Zach was there. Yeah. My boy Zach, aka Tokyo Kush. You know, well, he's part of it. He's part of. You want to talk to Smokey Wong? That's my boy Zach too. He's in on that. Okay. Okay. And um, okay. but it was a it was fun. He's. A, I think Eric can't say enough good things. If anyone ever, anyone ever came came incorrect to Eric. No one could ever have a problem with him. He's so. Why do you think someone would? No one comes incorrect to each other in the noise scene anyway. <laughs> no, but uh, what a they really don't. I mean, have you noticed that no one does? People just give each other like um, passive aggressive, ignoring or it's okay. nothing. It's okay right? not to respond, but passive aggressive stuff sucks. On the subject of that letter to Eric, golly, he's a special person. He's so he's like one of those people that yeah. Is, you know, developed inside and outside of his creative will. And um, what more could you want in a friend? So special, so funny, so goofy, and really loves his kid and his family. I don't know. Like, I, I get mushy about that guy sometimes. Dream about Yeah. Dream about Apparently he does too. About you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So you've 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 already kind of you've already kind of um, you know showed you you pulled out your treasure chest and showed some like of your kind of like favorites of all time. I always like to ask people what their top five releases of all time are. Can you oh, add to that? Man. Is this going to be the end of the podcast? It doesn't have to be. We can keep talking after that. It's going to be part two. Okay. Do they have to be noise? Noise stuff? Okay. No. Well, I mean, they should be kind of like, they shouldn't uh, be like, a, you know, like a, any rock or something. Uh, Emily Young Boy, <laughs> Daddy Young Bro. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm <laughs> too coffee buzzed. Anyway, stuff that I like. We're just going to. Now, some of this stuff. You want to talk about weird music? Bill Dixon. You ever heard of Bill Dixon? You've heard of him? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. No, I don't think so. It's think like so. Uh, he's a trumpet player, but it's just like dripping and reverb. It's so good. Reverb big spacious sound and there's like tracks where there's like little girls playing jump rope over it and you'll hear mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I think the full thing's on YouTube you really want to grow as a person and as okay. a listener Bill Dixon can help you with that yeah okay so this is kind of goofy and tacky I mean just be flipping maybe it is to be flipping through stuff but in the effort of turning no. people on to things, no, it's good. 
because I yes whatever I spent a lot of time you like yeah that? I spent a it's lot important. of time with this stuff and I'm just trying to get it out there yeah this is one of my favorite records ever Hans Chrissy X H K you like noise mm-hmm. this is a the noise of a man I think he's from Switzerland who um. Uh-oh, actual recording. Oh, okay. He's a Swiss guy. I don't know when exactly, but he was a special needs man. Maybe he had an intellectual disability. But he recorded in a flower shop basement or attic or something. And it's insect sounds and classical music and grunting. You really, yeah, you know, you want to grow. As someone that listens to things that are not music, Ish. Hans Percy is incredible. It's one of the mm-hmm. best. Like Tom D'Angelo, he's a big Hans Percy guy. Oh man, look at that. You ever seen this? Look at that. <laughs> huh? Like that, Oscar. <laughs> so, you, you saw that. You like that? Anything? Not possible. No, you can't. Camera's pretty pixelated. I couldn't. I, but I could make you, out. I could make out what was going on. Yeah. What is it? That? You see what he's doing in there? Yeah. You like that? Yeah. Oh, is it gravitational arch of sex? This has an orchestra box. Wow. Slaughter. That's crazy. The best. There's only three, maybe four or five power electronics things, maybe six. Some of those are probably Mouthhausen Orchestra, Mangled Quit, Stripped. Gotta be some more. Leota Music. Leota Music is the best of all that era, in my opinion. I'm trying to think. I just don't really like. Man, there's so much stuff. I don't listen to much of it right now, but there's so much shit that I really love. Yeah. That ASM stuff. I will upload some new things soon. Yellow cab. Yellow cab. Mm-hmm. Tape on gross is big bursting reverb and bad vocals, and it's just such a great noise tape. I'm trying to think, Hans Chrissy, Yellow Cab. One second, I did make a list because I interp- I anticipate. It's five, I think. Oh man, just got it four. Okay, Let's get a little more. All right, one second. Let's go. Belt these out. I can. I think I saved it. Okay. White House, Buchenwald. You like one sound? The vocals? It's probably the most inhuman power electronics recording you think of. Lauda music. Yuzura Saigas, that tape. It's on YouTube. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You ever hear um, 
the examples of cannibalism tape. I don't know. It's like a, it's like White House. I think it's White House and MB. It's really right, good. right, right. It's really no, good. No, I don't think I have. Uh, one second. There's one more. So it's not a very complete list, but the juice secrete meat live. Have you heard that one on YouTube? I will send it to no. you because I think it's really great, nasty, crude tape collage and. You know, smegma kind of, you know, he's a smegma guy. So there's lots of like anti music, yeah. you know, screeching violins and crap, but the taped stuff, I mean, it sounds like, yeah, so good. It's very good. Yeah. It's a lot more. Cool. And I will spam you forever now. Well, that's the stuff. Yeah, spam, spam me and spam other people. You know, you're a good spammer. You're a good source for, for, for new sources, for new sounds. So tell me then, if you can, I know you're into the old stuff, but tell me again, tell me then if there are like a few artists or releases, doesn't have to be five, doesn't have to be specific tapes, can be projects of the past year or a couple of years that you're really You should reach with. out to this guy, Josh Hogan. I think that's his name. I could be wrong. I've only emailed him. He has this new CDR called Defeat. Have you heard of him? He's good. Josh Hogan? Hogan? I think J.S. Hogan, I think. I think he's from Oklahoma. I think he's going to try and come down here and come play a show. That's all I'm trying to do is play and play not as many places as I can, but I really want to play. I love, I don't, I don't know. I just want to get out and play and be around people at this point. But he has a project called Defeat. I will send you a link to him. Cause it's a very good double CDR of audio of like blipping, creaking floorboard, all sorts of, you know, found sound stuff, people arguing and talking. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, he definitely just threw everything. I feel like he just mm. threw everything he could onto a CDR and got that. And it was really good. It's pretty cohesive and weird. Let's see. Mm. The Steve McCaffrey CD that me and Tom put out. Mm-hmm. I've kind of, with, to be honest, like I, I tried to jump on the sound poetry thing and didn't really work out. But that one's fucking killer. Cool. Do you have so yes, that's that exists? I have two hundred copies. I'm going to send you one for distro. I'll send you some. If you want them? Yeah, yeah. People need to hear. I really, I mean, I, I know you don't want to do much distro or whatever like that, but I really hope I to get some of that stuff. I am going to do, there's a bunch of people I owe mail. There's been a lot going on, but it, it's, yeah. it's one of the, I know. one of the, one of the guys, one of the many. One of that, the many. What else? See. I like, man, I wish I had one of this stuff on this list. Okay. Oh, um, there is this CD that came out, I guess, a year or two ago. This woman named Sydney Span. Span. You heard of her? Mm-hmm. Okay. She's good. She does, I mean, very well conceptualized, strange stuff. Um, I think she focuses on like, um, like, uh, 
child, like reflection on like hazy white reflection on like childhood and infancy. Mm-hmm. He should have something with a baby monitor mm-hmm. at some point. I don't know. Vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing is really good. It's really, really good. It's mm-hmm. And then the one thing I can compare it to is Mob Sideshow. It sounds like a Mob Sideshow, which I'll send you a link to if you haven't heard. Mob Sideshow. It's, oh man. Have not. Houston, weirdo shit. Very good. Very good drone music. But she's, that CD's really good. New stuff that I like. I'm going to ask that you send me yeah. the names of all these things because I have a because I I always try to put images up the up there and I use, oftentimes can I have a feeling this is going to be even harder than normal and people always ask and I'm like I can't be bothered to do one more step in editing this but if you mm-hmm. can send me the list I think this is fascinating stuff yeah. that people will be able right. to search on okay. their own um new shit man I'm trying to think you know everybody likes Robert Fox and Star Everybody, everybody, anyone that listens to those this podcast know those guys are very good, very weird, yeah. good, weird yeah. but good people. That weird and good noise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, come on. There's so much. There's so. There's just enough stuff to, to mention that's really worth hearing. Oh man, I'm excited to see what people think of the Usagi CD I did. I hope. People like it. Dude, yeah, when's gotta, that coming out? I gotta take this selfie. It's, real, it's waiting on a selfie. <laughs> we can make it. You can put. You can put us. You can do a screenshot right now. Oh you're man, you're just trying to get on the album cover. That's it. That's all you. No, you don't have to put me in it. Just, <laughs> okay. just put yourself in it. I have to get the right selfie though. There's a lot <laughs> more to it than just this mug. But new stuff, man. Someone's got to do. There's got to be some interest in ASM. How about a theoretical? But a like a fake, like a things people should do. Someone needs to yeah, get on yeah, ASM today. One of these eccentric millionaires that mm-hmm. can re- release as much reissues as possible an ASM CD. Someone should do that, and someone should. Do you think there are a lot of such people in the yes. noise scene? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm one of them, baby. I'm sitting on. No, <laughs> but someone should, whoever has the time, get a hold of Mark Jameson and say, we need to do this. Because that shit. Mm-hmm. He's, that was like the you know skin crime right-hand man, Mark Jameson. And yeah, yeah. his solo stuff, yeah. it was like a CDR he did, is yeah. wild wild rumbling speakers cool. voices coming out of yeah, well, broken everything tape no equipment no no pedals just tape and feedback and then um yeah now people should uh check out any what do you think i got um i got some stuff from you ever check out the 777 was 666 label you check out that dude. Yep. Tomo. You yep. should just browse that catalog. Ideas for the way things yep. should look and sound. Man, I feel so foolish. I don't. 
I knew this question was coming. I don't have an answer. You've named like seven things. That's more than five. So, I mean. <laughs> Are you going to invite me to the wedding? You can do an addendum. You, you can invite me to the wedding. What's that? Mm. <gasps> I wish. You're going to fly me out to the wedding, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, there's plenty of stuff, and I will continue to spam you with stuff. And if people want to. I'll I'll try to make a list in the in the comments of the YouTube thing of like you know your okay. your recommendations all like your additional recommendations. Okay, so can I'm like gonna have a that. more focused answer on these stuff. But yeah, that's cool okay. that you've given the ASM given a lot. thing. Someone really there's a there's so many people that listen right. There's like 15 people that listen to this podcast. So I'm one of those people. I'm sure there's, whoever has the time, whoever can do it, should do it. AS. I would love to hear ASM. I'd love to hear any ASM. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. Someone will do it. If it's possible, someone will do it. Yeah, Mark people. And you know what? It just just so you know, these days, um, you know, to to put out a CD doesn't cost that much money. I know. I mean, it costs some money, but it's not like you know, it's pretty doable for anyone who really wants to do. I like the Flea Circus CD. You like yeah, that one? you liked it. Very cool CD. Good, I do. I like your solo <laughs> one that you've that's coming out on Musagi mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even more. Keep keep going. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, very. No, I mean, I'm really excited about that one. It's going to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's excellent for everyone listening. And uh, finally, to have some of your stuff in mm-hmm. in in wider circulation because I think. I'm of the opinion that it's uh, it's a shame to have such cool hey, stuff. Hey, if you're listening to this, fly me so out. hard to get. I need a vacation. I'll give you a great <laughs> show. I'm good live, bro. Fly me out. Maybe I'll do something. Maybe talk to talk talk to the Swedish guys. Talk to Aaron. I know. He's got the money. That's what I like about Aaron. He's got money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, Sweden. There's going to be a Swedish assault eventually. There's going to be a, a war on California with a close collaborator. Yeah, we're waging war on yeah. California soon. You know, me and some of the okay. Axis powers of harsh noise and power trunks. There's um, going to be. Very cool, strange tapes from the Gifted Music. And a CD limited to 1,000 copies. I do some of this stuff to, just to shit on bitches, man. You know how it is. What's the CD? Connor Cameron. Have you heard of this, this man? He's a weird guy. Mm. But he makes some of the most sad melancholic and alienating stuff I've heard in a while. He's very touched. He has a, he's weird. There's something wrong with him. I worry about him. That's why I did the CD. <laughs> well, <laughs> thousand yeah. copies will cheer he, him up. And I, like I said, I don't keep these. I keep one. I never, so he's going to have quite a few. 
prepare yourself, Connor, if you listen. Cool. Good. But there's uh, anything else going coming it, up that like you want to let us know about? What's that? Anything else coming up that you want to let us know about? Tape. You seen that, that, that sucker? Have you seen that? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I won't ruin it, but it's, it's a sticky one. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the yeah, with the fly traps. There's a collaborative tape. It's a spiky, going to be a very painful to hold cassette. I'm going to try and hurt people with it. Mm-hmm. There's a Eureka Cash tape that we're working on some very bizarre packaging for. Do you know her? Yeah, I do. I don't. I have. I have. <sighs> what do you think? I think I have one of the tapes on, on no rent. Yeah. Yeah. It's He's a weird person. And soon the world will know. Yes, man. Yes. Well, please make sure you get some of this stuff to me and maybe consider putting it. Maybe. Yeah. I think someone, I mean, how would you feel about someone reaching out to you and say, okay, you know what? I want to, I want to reissue most of those, most of those, um, Gift of music tapes in like editions of 300. Oh, yeah, dude. It's time. It's, this, the gift of music was the best noise label of the last 10 years. Everybody knows this. Some are afraid to admit it. I know that you are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know that it is because I don't have, I don't, I haven't had, I don't have, I haven't had the you chance to hear enough of it. Soon you will know. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, if somebody wants to do it, hey man, rock my number, bro. I'm ready. I need fly me out, get me on vacation. I'll play and and then you can release my stuff. What that? Get me on vacation. I'll give you some tapes. All all jokes aside, all jokes enough aside. of the thousands. Enough of the thousands of people. Enough of the thousands of people out here listening. You know, millions and maybe of people listening to this podcast will. There'll be some offers that come. All joking aside, yeah, there's some cool stuff coming, and um, oh, it's the Sex War cassette. Prepare yourself, Oscar. You, Will Van Gorder, and somewhere else, sleazy and sexy Australian. Yes, Tommy, 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 the sexy, sleazy genius. There's a lot of. Yeah, he the psycho quite a guy? few geniuses on this tape. We came to know each other carnally. True power electronics. Oh. Uh-huh. Not like you know, carnally from yes. from yes. Australia, yes. Texas. Yes. Uh-huh. True PE, vampiric, ultra violent power electronics, international. Jet setting power electronics. Am I selling you on this? Great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm all. I'm. I'm familiar with all three of yours work, and I think that sells in itself. So you like that? Make make sure. Okay, so just make sure you get me stuff. Make sure you get this stuff out there. At least, at least I will try. Because people want to, yeah. 
What can what, what can people do if they right. want to if they want to hear what Done. you're up to and they want to get it? I don't have a way to rip tapes. I don't have gifted music stuff. I really don't. Okay, I don't have anything right now. So most of it's gone. So you're just gonna have to look. But okay, off record, off the record, off the tape. Yeah. If, wanna, if anybody wants to do something, yeah. I would love for people to hear all the gifted music stuff. I just don't have the money or the time or any, like I'm, I work fucking seven days a week, man. I'm, my shit's up. So noise is taking a little bit of a backseat, you know? Sure. You need a, you need a partner. You need a, you need a, label, a, label. a label partner. A label. We need a label yeah, to take over. Something, okay, cool. Well, We'll put your contact information here in the thing, and you'll get a bunch of spam. From beautiful women. But it'll be good spam. Oh, yeah, exactly. Women. Shout out to all the beautiful women that are listening right now. I see you. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of them. I hope this interview hasn't... I, mean, I hope I haven't made you okay. uncomfortable. Or, no. 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 I don't know. Why? It's my first time meeting you sometimes. No, why? Sarcasm. Doesn't work. <laughs> you know. I'm just trying to be trying to be me. No, I'm not uncomfortable. Okay. No, no, you're very you're very uh very forthright informative and also mysterious. So Whoa. that'll <laughs> that'll that was that was great. I wasn't uncomfortable at all and I don't I think people will appreciate hearing from you. And this is the first episode of a trilogy yep. like you said i mean there's gonna be a trilogy with 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 dean yeah. and there's a trilogy with you so this is just me and dean are just coming for your job bro dean had star power but we we are we dean for your for, for my, your for podcast what's gonna be a oh, sidekick okay. <laughs> you know like david letterman and that guy that plays piano but he's coming for it, you know yeah yeah you coming for the host you position. are like the uh the Don Imus of noise. Look at that mic. He's spray painted gold sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys it up. Guys it up. Yeah. 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 I'm, 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 I'm working on, um, working on saving up some money to jazz up my I'm studio. Playing, but, but yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, great to talk to you. Thank you so I much. And Hey, I listen to every episode. Always listen to this thing. Keep doing it. It's Thank building you. a populist movement in the genre. I'm serious. <laughs> it is. I think hopefully it. What does populist oh, mean? What does that people mean? People that have no experience of this stuff are getting influenced by, I mean, shit. Like there's probably a 17 year old that's hearing the Dada drumming stuff or that is learning about, you know, um, fuck. You know, evil monster, evil monster, Skinner. shit, you know, the real, there's some yeah. real deal of shit. So that, you know, it's, it's part of the populist movement, you know, getting, but it's the opposite from antisocial grit. Yeah. But that's my job, baby. 
Thank you for tuning in to White Stampede Noise. If you're listening to this and not yet supporting, head over to patreon.com slash white noise. If you want to start at just three euros a month, you get invited to the monthly White Stampede Noise video party, which is a mix of Patreon supporters and previous guests on the podcast and White Stampede Noise alumni. For five euros a month, you get access to WCN TV content, which is bonus episodes. I do follow-up episodes with certain guests, and I'll be doing more. That's WCN TV content, noise on the run, album reviews, and much more to come. If you support at 10 euros a month, that's called the Maniac Circle. You get access to the WCN Discord server, access to premium WCN TV content, and this month, to mark the one-year anniversary of the podcast, which is coming up very soon, I'm giving away an exclusive t-shirt to all Maniac Circle supporters. If you wish to take it to the next level and really show strong support, you can become a heavy sponsor. If you sign up for one year support as a heavy sponsor, you get an exclusive White Centipede Noise Maniac Circle bomber jacket. These gifts are being offered until October 7th, so be sure to sign up by then to receive them. They're being printed to order, will not be overprinted. So be sure to act now if you want to receive those gifts.